1: betmgm and game sense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices please gamble responsibly betmgm.com for terms and conditions must be 21 years of age or older to wager washington dc only please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER
0: hey there it's ryan seacrest for safeway now that spring is here it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost my turn.
2: Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000.
3: You don't have to dip forever. You know that, right? You don't have to smoke forever. And the reason I say it like that is I have been that guy. I've been that guy. I dipped for so long. And what would happen is I would decide I'm going to quit. It's bad for me. I'm going to quit. I'm a man. I don't need any help. I'm just going to quit cold turkey. And I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch. That didn't work. Gum, sunflower seeds. I I tried it all. It's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit. That's Jake's mint chew. Go, put in your dip. Just make sure it's Jake's Mint Chew. It's tobacco-free. It's nicotine-free. It's even sugar-free. And I highly recommend, just a personal choice, I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off. Get a jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. When you do that, you get 10% off. I don't like lying to myself. I don't like lying to you. So I'm just going to give it to you right between the eyes tonight on a couple big things, all right? We need to be honest about where we are right now in society. Now, it's not that we need to be all doom and gloom all the time because it's not all bad news. We're going to get to the good news part of it, but we do have to have an honest assessment of where we are, don't we? Isn't that true in your life? It's true in my life. Where am I really financially right now? Should I buy a new car or not? Well, that's going to depend on an honest assessment of my financial situation. If I have no money in the bank and 15000 in credit card debt, probably shouldn't buy a new car at this time. We must be honest about where we are before we can ever decide where exactly we should be going. Here's the deal, everybody. We are in bad shape. We are not, quote, the silent majority. I continue to hear people on the right use those words, and it drives me crazy. Do I believe there are more people in this country who feel like you feel and I feel than there are these insane nutters we see on TV tearing down statues? Yes, I do. I do. I do believe there are more of us than them. However, when has that ever mattered at all? In history, that doesn't matter. If they're the ones controlling all the media, if they're the ones controlling all of Hollywood, if they're the ones controlling the education system, one of the two major parties, they control virtually every job in the federal government that isn't an elected official. Is it really the silent majority? Or are you just a bunch of people yelling without any real power over? What happens in this country? I think you know the answer to that. Again, I'm not trying to bring you down, but let's be real about this. I'm tired of people using these words, silent majority, silent majority. We're the silent majority. It's, it's words, it's you lying to yourself. It's me lying to myself. I've said it myself too. Oh, wow, we have the numbers. <laughs> More people are with us than them. Stop. We can't ever move forward until we address where we are. We are not losing the culture war in the United States of America. By any assessment, you look at what's happened in this country, we have lost it. People, we've lost half the churches. We have lost the culture war. That doesn't mean it's over. That doesn't mean we quit and take our ball and go home, sit down and suck our thumb. But it means we have to realize we're not starting on equal footing we're not starting a little bit behind. We are starting. We're down 50. It's the start of the fourth quarter and we're going to have to play the game that way. And I'll, I'll tell you something else. And this is going to be hard to hear. And I don't take pleasure in this. Okay. I don't. Let's say you are playing a football game every single day. You have 10 people on your team, they have 10 people on their team and this football game is viciously heated dirty play you're going at each other you play once a day every single day and to be honest you hate each other and you go out there and compete and try to crush each other every single day and then you show up one day and one of your guys is playing for the other team now okay that's not very good but you you keep going at it and keep going at it and then you show up the next day and another one of your guys is playing for the other team now all right well that kind of sucks all right we're going to keep moving forward and then another one of you guys is playing for the other team now and soon you've got three guys left and the rest of your team's playing for their team who do you hate the most on their team who's most responsible for you getting crushed now in every single game because it's 17 on three? Is it the people who were always against you? Or is it the people who should be standing shoulder to shoulder with you and now they're joining the other side? We don't just have a leftism problem in this country. And I realize when I say this, that different people, because of how God made them because of their upbringing, whatever the case may be, different people are made for different times. Not everybody is made for some form of political combat. I get that. I understand that. However, we have these oftentimes very gentle souls, many of them on the right, just trying to get along. And these people are screwing us. Time and time and time again when there is something to take a stand on. What do we get? Well, I mean, we don't... Look, it's both sides. Let's be honest. They're just trying to be nice. How much have you seen over the past couple weeks? How much have you seen from your elected representatives, elected people leading your party? Let me ask you something. Think back or go look. How many have told you we have some kind of collective responsibility when it comes to the slavery that happened 150 years ago in America. Collective responsibility, that's, that's Marxism. I don't have some collective responsibility. You don't have some collective, collective responsibility. Maybe there's a chance you have oppressed somebody, then you have a responsibility. If I have, then I do. I don't have a collective squad. I'm not used to, or I'm not obligated to apologize for something someone else did. I also don't get to take credit for the successes someone else made. That's someone else. I don't do this collective garbage because I'm not a Marxist piece of crap. And I'm not going to give in to the leftist narrative about collective. Well, we we as a people, we really have to Get serious with that crap. What's this we stuff? There ain't no we. There ain't no we. Don't ever pull that with me again. How many Republicans, leaders, elected officials in the past week, two weeks, have come out in support of removing the name of Confederate generals off of military bases? You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Well, I mean, let's be honest. It's, it's just a base name. It's just a... All you're doing is slicing your arm and dripping blood in the water for that shark. You're driving him crazy every single time. And it's been decades of this. We get yet another Republican's, well, let's just give a little ground and then they'll be okay. That is why we have lost the culture war it's not the insatiable leftists leftists were scumbags yesterday they're scumbags today they're going to be scumbags until the end of time the reason you've lost the culture war is the gutless cowards who have infested our side and i'm sick of it all right but hey silent majority i even nixon was talking about the silent majority
4: I know it may not be fashionable to speak of patriotism or national destiny these days, but I feel it is appropriate to do so on this occasion. Two hundred years ago, this nation was weak and poor. But even then, America was the hope of millions in the world. Today, we have become the strongest and richest nation in the world. And the wheel of destiny has turned so that any hope the world has for the survival of peace and freedom will be determined by whether the American people have the moral stamina and the courage to meet the challenge of free world leadership. Let historians not record that when America was the most powerful nation in the world, we passed on the other side of the road and allowed the last hopes for peace and freedom of millions of people to be suffocated by the forces of totalitarianism. And so tonight, to you, the great silent majority of my fellow Americans, I ask for your support.
3: The great silent majority. That was from 1969. Maybe the silent majority has been a little too silent for about 50 years now. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe we spent so much time comforting ourselves that, well, in the end, we're the majority and nothing can happen. And then we woke up one day and realized, oh, oh, it all happened while we were the silent majority. Trump says it too.
5: I think the poll's a testament. You see what's happening, and now they say I'm going even higher. So I think the polls, the country is fed up with what's going on. You know, in the old days, they used the term silent majority. We have the silent majority back, folks.
3: No, we don't. No, we don't. Maybe we have numbers. But let's stop comforting ourselves with this nonsense about we have the silent majority. Either the silent majority stops being silent or the silent majority is about to be steamrolled. Look at these insane people. This is New York City Councilwoman. This is is her talking about removing a statue of Thomas Jefferson. Remember, it was never about the Confederacy. Quote, his words are all men are created equal, but they were not matched by his action, which included the ability to sell, buy, mortgage, and lease human beings. He believed black people to be racially inferior, said black Americans and white Americans could not live peacefully side by side, and he fathered as many as six children with a woman he enslaved. Yes, you see, it's never been about the Confederacy. And again, I circle back to this. We knew that. So if you're a Republican, how did you fall for that? Are you dumb? Are you weak? I don't know that there's a third option, and I don't know that either of the first two options make you look very good. Keeps going. Oh, we're removing uh, a Christopher Columbus statue. This is in St. Louis, Missouri. We're also removing Columbus statues from Columbus State. We're removing them from California, Minnesota, Ohio, Massachusetts, Delaware, Christopher Columbus, uh, allow me to just point this out again, because apparently everybody needs to hear this. Um, Yeah, not perfect. Also, his values were very much in line with the values of the other people who lived at that time. Oh, and did I mention he got in a sailing ship without the use of a GPS, pointed it to the west, and crossed the Atlantic Ocean. Christopher Columbus did something braver than most of us will ever do. Thankfully, there appears to be at least one or two Republicans in Washington who understand what's actually happening.
1: I'm going to put forward an amendment that will take this out of politics in the attempt to turn it into a culture war issue, which is really, I think, unfortunately, what my Democrat colleagues in the Senate are trying to do. I mean, they're trying to use this to divide. They're trying to use this to stir up a culture war, all for political gain. You know, we can have a conversation about changing base names and how you name bases in this country. The way you do that is out in the open.
3: It is a culture war. Let's remember, we're not having it. We lost it. It's time to start conducting ourselves, not as, not as the silent majority who's the real power. It's time to start conducting ourselves like what we are. The small, relatively powerless rebel group who is going to have to be very, very scrappy and a lot more vicious going forward if we intend to take back the country from these horrible people in a spineless GOP is not going to lead us there. Either the GOP revamps and remakes itself into the party with some actual guts, or we must find an alternative. All of that may have made you uncomfortable, but I am very much right. Now, you know what else makes me uncomfortable? When I see we had another 1.5 million unemployment claims this week. And the stock market is starting to sputter a little bit. $26 trillion in debt. They're already talking about another $2 trillion spending package and then another $1 trillion infrastructure package. And if these numbers make you want to vomit, they should. Your finances, if they're all in the stock market, man, you have redefined playing with fire. Start buying some precious metals. Precious metals have been worth something... Yeah, since the beginning of mankind, it's a a way to backstop your finances against complete disaster. Diversify yourself. Protect yourself, please. And use a company like Birch Gold that has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. This is not some jerkwater fly-by-night company. They know what they're doing. They have a history of treating people right. That's how you get that rating. Go to birchgold.com slash jessie. That's B-I-R-C-H gold.com slash jessie. Go there now. Start protecting yourself. We'll be back. joining us now one of your favorite guests that's why we have her back so much not so much one of my favorites but be that as it may editor at large redstate.com's very own kira davis kira i say we have already lost the culture war we're not losing it we've lost it i just i'm not being down in the dumps i just say it's gone it's time to start chopping away at the war we have lost am i
2: wrong I wish I had a good answer to that question. Um, we're, We're definitely not in the lead, I'll tell you that. But when I look at the culture, what's happened, especially in the last week or two has been really curious to me because it looks like a lot of these people are eating their own. And so we might not see the results of that for two or five years down the road, but there might be a shift here coming in what we what we allow to be destroyed in the name of social justice because now a lot of this stuff is coming for the very people that were leading the charge you know and i'm just not sure who are going to be the last people standing so if conservatives can get their act together if conservative investors can get together to invest in entertainment that they like books tv streaming services film If they get together and they put their money behind some things that could fill this coming vacuum that's going to be in cultural entertainment, maybe we could at least get on equal footing. Am I willing to say we've lost the culture war? No, we're definitely not winning, and the next few years is going to be interesting to see how this shakes out.
3: I want you to do me a favor, and I'm going to do this hand motion I've seen people do. I want you to expand on that. I want you to do this expand on that thing when you talk about Uh, conservatives getting involved. That's exactly right. That's exactly, we nailed it. Uh, I want you to talk about what you mean getting involved, investing in the culture. Because I agree. I, I don't think the entertainment area, areas like music and movies and things like that, I don't think it's anything we need to abandon. We need to be stronger there. How do we do that?
2: Great question. So if you go to Red State, you'll see some, and you look up Nick Searcy's name, you'll see some articles from him. He started a series. And Nick's been a very successful Hollywood actor for his whole adult life, really. And he has dealt with the liberal complex of Hollywood. He's been very outspoken about his beliefs, but he still works regularly because he's good at his job. And he does the work. But what Nick has been trying to do is to find those people, find those investors. What I'm talking about, Jesse, to be honest, is rich folks, rich conservative folks need to get in on this game. That's how the liberals do it. Do you know that liberal artists, and I mean like painters and sculptors, they have benefactors. They There are rich people out there who literally have nothing better to spend their money on than artists, and they love They love supporting art and that's a lot of how liberal art and entertainment breaks into the mainstream and kind of takes over. They're all supported. The conservative complex, we don't have anything on that side because we put all our money behind think tanks and 501c3s and conferences and instead of looking at artists who are making good entertainment that entertainment doesn't even need to have a message. As long as it's devoid of a political message, it will always skew conservative because most Americans live their lives as conservatives no matter what they say. So I'm, what I'm really talking about is risk folks. We need rich people to get in there. start, And that's what Nick is doing. He's starting uh, a team of investors. He's getting involved with um, some really forward-thinking ideas like streaming services that aren't aimed at a conservative message, rather just aimed at producing content that isn't, that the goal isn't to offend Christians and everybody else who isn't on the woke wagon So money is a big key. I mean, I know people don't like to hear it, but there's no artist that lives
3: without money. No, no, money matters a lot. But to be clear, I just want to clarify everybody who puts on these conferences, you still need to keep putting on the conferences so Kira and I can meet at them like we did last CPAC and hammer down double cheeseburgers and Mm -hmm. fries. Now, I feel like we have regret hundred percent. I feel like we've regressed big time in the past few weeks, and I'm not talking about race relations. I don't think we've gained anything there. I think we've regressed there too. I feel like we've regressed as far as people who had lives that were a lot crappier than other people in this country... All their lives have gotten worse. Nobody's life who already was middle class, upper class, nobody's life has been negatively affected by the past few weeks. However, the past few weeks has slaughtered the people who are stuck in those bad neighborhoods. And now the businesses are going to be gone. And now the cops, even the cops who aren't admitting it, even the cops who aren't quitting are going to be more hesitant to go into bad areas of those neighborhoods. And yeah, it's high times for the gang members. But the other 98% of the people who just want to get by, they're not even going to be able to get FedEx packages, Kira.
2: This is why I am so amazed at... I mean, for as an, as anxious as this time is and, and tense as this time is, I am, I'm fascinated by what's unfolding in front of us. I'm amazed that Trump keeps managing to wiggle his way out of the responsibility for everything. I'm not saying he deserves responsibility, but... Just when I think something's gonna come down on him and make him look bad, he pivots. So what he did now was he pivoted to, okay, fine. I can't run the economy, let's run on law and order. A vacuum is opening up here, Jesse. If The GOP is smart, they'll get in there and they'll start saying, do you want stuff to get better? Because you're absolutely right, things are getting worse. Things are only going backwards today california looked like we were heading towards a little bit of freedom and the governor instituted a mask a mandatory mask law so we're you know things are not getting better but we do have an election coming up so the gop led by trump is smart they get out there and they they say exactly what you said jesse nothing's gotten better in the last few months has it everything's gotten worse who's bearing the brunt of this destruction? Who's bearing the brunt of this negativity? Well, let me help this country. Let's dig our way out. Let's progress, not regress. Let's bring back law and order so the good taxpaying citizens of America, including those who live in inner cities or bad neighborhoods, so that they can feel comfortable to go pursue that American dream. I mean, it's a winning message. just like the Democrats are just handing it to them.
3: Kira, I have a major, major issue with GOP, especially Senate GOP guys right now. Tim Scott, Mitch McConnell. I hate this thinking (laughs) that we need a federal law. It drives me crazy. When, When federal laws always screw everything up, These guys have not managed to do any accountability when it comes to anything in this country. Now they're going to hold cops accountable. If people want police reform, I'm totally fine with that. Let Los Angeles reform their crappy police department. Let Minneapolis reform their police department. You can approach your city councilman and mayor and have these things done. Why does the GOP do this all the time? I don't understand it. I'm ready to choke somebody.
2: I don't. I actually agree with you. I, I hate it that every time we have a national crisis, we've got to have a new bill. I mean, that's just insane, oh, a, a new federal bill. So I'm with you on that. In this respect, I just I don't know what the GOP, strategically-wise, what else they would do. This was probably coming, and so they might as well get in front of it. And Tim Scott's had this bill. I mean, he's already worked on stuff like this because of his experience with... Um, police in his own life so he had already introduced something like this many years ago it got shot down anything Tim Scott puts up gets shot down because he's a black Republican so um, that's par for the course but I agree with you I don't think this is necessary I wish the feds would stay out of this stuff but it is what it is and so if it's got to be the Dems or the GOP that are introducing it it might as well be the GOP led by a guy like Scott Um, But I'm on your side on this. I wish the feds would. would, I don't. I hate that it is our instantaneous response to appeal to Congress for law. Every time we have a crisis, this goes for any 2A case out there. Anything, you know, Um, that bothers me, too. But it is what it is.
3: Do you see us going back to what we should be, back to what it sounds like you want, back to what I want, more federalism, not outcries to Congress, to the United States Senate, to the United States House, House, to the President, but to your mayor, to your city council, to your state legislature, to your governor. I mean, that's what America was supposed to be. All this separating we're seeing right now in the country and I see it clear as day. Do you think it possibly takes us back to more of that? You know what? Forget California. Sorry, Kira. We're just going to worry about Texas.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I... California is one thing that you could do a whole episode on us. But as for the rest of the country, I don't know. And I hate, I'm an op-ed writer. I'm like, I'm supposed to have really (laughs) succinct opinions, but there's a lot I don't know because this is an unprecedented time in history. But I will say that what I'm seeing that is encouraging is that there are a lot of people on the left and the Democrat side who are questioning their loyalty to the Democrats, especially in the black community, because now... They're saying, okay, uh, we hate President Trump and we hate Republicans because they're all bad, evil, racist, homophobes, but what are you offering? Now we're finally getting to see that the whole country's on fire even though you practically own every cityscape in the land. I'm hearing a lot lot more people saying, forget party loyalty, let's start at what's going on around us. And I'll tell you what made me really kind of see that shift is when Charlemagne the God was interviewing Pre- uh, Vice President Vi- Biden, and Biden made that smart-ass remark about if you ain't black, you know, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. And Charlemagne's first response years ago, this would might not have been his response, but his first response was wait, wait, wait. I'm not, I'm not talking about party. I'm talking about what can be done for the black community. I found that encouraging. And I think a lot more people and it's specifically... Because we're dealing with this COVID stuff still, which, which a lot of people aren't pleased with their states dictating what their towns and their counties are doing because the situation is different place to place. People are becoming a lot more invested in what their local politicians are saying. I'm seeing that. Will it be enough to make a shift back to what the founders um, intended? I don't know, but I do know, Jesse, that November is going to tell us a lot.
3: Kira Davis, RedState.com. Thank you, man. Much appreciated.
2: Thanks, Jesse.
3: I don't have to point out to you that it's easy to stress right now. It's easy to lay down at night and instead of just peacefully drifting off to sleep, you start churning through everything in your head. Maybe your employment is up in the air. Maybe the family's having problems. Maybe you're just looking at the state of America and a little bit horrified it's time to probably go ahead and get that Ebb sleep I've been telling you about. Those racing thoughts through your head will calm down and you'll drift off to sleep and you'll have seven, eight hours of natural sleep every night. We are at a time in this country where you will need it. Go get your Ebb sleep. Go to tryeb.com slash jesse. That's tryebb.com slash jesse. Use the promo code jesse. You get 25 bucks off. All right. Joining me now is Christian Toto. He is the editor of the website HollywoodIntoto.com. Christian, let's begin with just how bad is it in Hollywood? I look and I'm horrified. I see basically nothing but garbage. But I'm sure there is some good in there, maybe, possibly.
6: Well, I mean, content-wise, there's a lot of good Material on streaming, but ideologically speaking, it's a mess and it's getting worse by the day. So that's a real problem. And of course, the current unrest is going to make it even worse.
3: Do they face any kind of financial backlash when they're always out there saying Mm -hmm. these radical leftist things? I'm so far out of the mainstream of the country, yet they say it time and time again. So I'm only left to conclude they never really pay a financial price for it.
6: I don't think they do. And now listen, if you follow people on Twitter and social media, people, I'll never see a Meryl Streep movie again. That Robert De Niro, he's such a blah, blah, blah. And then the Irish Irishman comes out with Robert De Niro and everyone sees it. So I really think there's two things going on. I don't think that people are really punishing the stars like they say, but also a lot of this is about a split audience. Stephen Colbert on The Late Show is a show specifically engineered for left of center viewers, period. But apparently there's enough of them for him to survive and even thrive. So he doesn't even care if he's chasing away half America because the other half, there's enough people there to support his product.
3: Where's China coming to play with all this? Is China, we know for a fact that China has the ability to pick up the phone with several Hollywood producers and say, "Uh, yeah, that scene's not gonna cut it. Is it just,
6: does it stop there or is it worse? You know, it was always complicated because Hollywood desperately needs China for all the revenue, for all those theaters, and they've been tweaking the content for quite some time now. Oh, that Top Gun scene in the sequel, we can't have that. Oh, Iron Man 3, it's gotta have an extra scene for the Chinese audiences. But given what's going on now with the pandemic, it depends on how many people, A, understand China's role in the pandemic, and B, understand just how in bed Hollywood is with China. Those are the two factors I can't quite decide yet. But, you know, the media is trying to downplay both. But it's out there. It's true. And you think that they make the connection that people would be really upset that Hollywood is being so uh, deferential to Chinese censors.
3: How does that work as far as Hollywood making money in China? How much do they make in China? Is it half? Is it 90%? Is it
6: 10%?
3: How significant is it?
6: It's significant, it's growing, and it depends on the movie. Some of the big blockbusters, the Fast and Furious movies, they make a ton of money here, they make a ton of money in China. Some movies actually flop here, and then do well enough overseas, including China, where all of a sudden they're successful. There was a Tomb Raider reboot maybe two, three years ago. I wouldn't say it flopped here, but it underperformed. No need to make this a franchise again. But overseas and in China, it did well enough where, hey, let's keep making them. It didn't do well here. It did well overseas and in China. So it changes the model around for Hollywood. People
3: like me look at our culture and they're mortified at how much we have lost the culture war. We're not losing it. We have lost it. Let's just accept that right now. How did we lose Hollywood? How did we lose that kind of entertainment?
6: You know, it's a process. Uh, I think that conservatives didn't fight back. I think you can make parallels to how did we lose academia? How did we lose the news media? It's happened. It's over. We lost. Uh, So I think the important thing is what happens next. And I think that's another tricky issue. But I think there are steps that people can take to help get back, to help kind of secure at least a beachhead. You know, there are right-of-center movies and TV shows and actors. We need to support them without apology and just a quick note last year a movie came out called Richard Jewell which was everything a conservative could want it was about injustice at the FBI it was about a crooked news media it was about narratives that went out of control conservatives didn't rally around that movie and it flopped and that's a disgrace we can't let that happen especially when Clint Eastwood's behind the camera he's our guy if you don't support his stuff w- what else can you do
3: What shouldn't we support? And I'll I'll, I'll put it to you this way, Christian. I struggle with this in my house. I have two boys. They're 9 and 11. I think Hollywood sucks. I think it's terrible what they've done. I want to start voting with my dollars, that kind of thing. At the same time, the new Avengers movie comes out, we're going to the movie
6: theater. Am I wrong? (laughs) You know, that's tough. As a critic and as an entertainment reporter, I can't get behind a boycott specifically. It's just not my role. I completely understand though, if the average consumer does that. And you know, the left does it all the time. We will not support X, we will not support Y. Heck, they just dropped JK Rowling, one of the most progressive figures in pop culture because she didn't say exactly the right thing about trans politics. So I I don't know. I'm like you, if there's an Avengers movie, even if Mark Ruffalo is insulting me directly, gosh, I wanna go see that movie, but you know, Maybe we could see that with trepidation, but also support other projects. I also think we need to kind of be smart about social media and say, hey, Twitter's doing this and, and YouTube is doing that. Well, there are other alternatives. There's CloudHub, there's Parler. We need to maybe spread out more and kind of give them some support and give us a plan B when those other uh, big tech platforms shut us down. Do you
3: get the sense that there's ever going to be a swing the other way when it comes to things like Hollywood? I mean, it, normally everything is cyclical. And if they've gone that hard left and it's gotten that ridiculous, I mean, at some point in time, you would assume it's going to swing back. Is it going to swing back or is this just what they are?
6: Well, I think there was a minor swing back late last year. You had comedians like Dave Chappelle and Bill Burr, Ricky Gervais, Sebastian Maniscalco, poking fun at cancel culture, kind of shaking up the woke mob. But what happened in the last month basically erased all that progress and set us back another, I don't know how many months, if not years. So I I do think there could be a comeback. There could be sort of a pendulum swing, but I think the people need to support it when it happens. If there was an outrageous R-rated comedy in the spirit of Animal House, and it was unwoke as can possibly be, but we all went to see it. We made it a huge hit. That would say something, but who's going to make that movie at this point in Hollywood? If I'm a screenwriter, I would stay far, far away from that because you know it's going to be a landmine. So it's, I don't know. I, if the swingback's coming, it's it's not for a while. I, I think we're still in a really dark place when it comes to content.
3: Are, am I going to love the new James Bond, or is it going to be a crushing disappointment?
6: You know the last one for me was a crushing disappointment mm. i've been reading about some woke nods about the new one but i kind of think it'll be 98 james bond and two percent that whether it's good or not i don't know i mean daniel craig is a great actor but his heart is clearly not in it he wanted to get out of this franchise we will, we shall have to wait to see but i do think a lot of the headlines about well it's you know he's married and he's subservient to his wife i think the media likes to play that up I think the bottom line is that the people behind the scenes at bond know what works action adventure daring escapes stunts they can't leave all that so i still have hope that james bond will be james bond at the end of the day
3: why is he one out of it so bad i don't get it he's a big star
6: you know a lot of actors are are reticent about these kind of roles chris evans just left captain america robert downey left iron man if you're daniel craig you're in your early 50s these films are brutal to shoot. They, are, they, they have injuries and they've got to do their own stunts a lot of times. And I think if you're an actor, you think, well, I don't want people just to see me as James Bond. I want to be this character and this character. So I think they fear stereotyping. But at the end of the day, you can always do a James Bond movie and then do three others and then go back to Bond. It seems silly to want to push these iconic characters out. It's a blessing to get those roles. It's a blessing to get those big paychecks. you think they'd appreciate that.
3: Christian Toto, editor of HollywoodIntoto.com. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. Thanks so much. I love me some James Bond. I know it's going to suck, and I'm going anyway. All right. We got more. Joining me now, a man who needs no introduction on this network or various cities across the country, Buck Sexton of the great Buck Sexton Show, who you watch every day right here on The First, along with me. Buck, I have to admit something that is painful for me to admit. I'm super anti-pet. I admit dog is the highest form of pet, but I consider them all to be extremely low forms. However, yesterday, I finally caved and put a deposit on a large dog for my sons, and I feel dirty, Buck, dirtier than dogs actually are.
5: I'm gonna make you a prediction right now, Jesse Kelly. All right, all seven foot six of you, within a few months time, will be having special Jesse and the pup time where you guys are wrestling on the living room floor every day after work. And you're going to be inseparable from this canine, assuming it's not a poodle, because who likes
3: poodles? No, of course it's not a poodle. I'll have you know it's actually a golden retrieval retriever poodle mix. So of, of course. course I would never buy a poodle anyway. Buck, um, why don't we just tear down? every statue in American history because look I have to be honest I don't think any of these people were the perfect human beings who walk the planet today why not just rip down every statue and burn every portrait because none of these guys were Jesus Christ
5: well that's where we're heading and that's why this uh, attack on the George Washington statue I mean just to give you a sense of how crazy it, it gets Jesse you probably recall this but for your audience uh, there were people who have it. There are people in this movement, whatever we want to call the the riots and the mobs running around the streets these days, who have attacked uh, statues of noted abolitionists. I mean, they, they'll attack people who were heroes in the in the fight for <laughs> racial equality in this country. They'll they'll attack statues of people who were heroes in the fight against fascism, as they have with Sir Winston Churchill in London. So there's no rhyme or reason to this other than they want to tear down in a kind of Maoist revolutionary rage and never have to explain what are the real parameters here? Because yes, if if you're going to decide that anybody with any association with uh, slavery has to be scrubbed entirely from the public square, that does take the founding fathers down. It also then begs the question or forces the question what about people who just didn't do enough during these periods, you know? So, you know, I'm sure the guilt isn't just going to be for those who are directly implicated. And Jesse, let me let me just remind everyone that Yale University, very woke place, named for a slave trader. Not even just somebody who owned slaves, traded slaves, profited on the slave trade. I guarantee you, Yale University is not going to change its name no matter what the public pressure is because that's a multi-billion dollar endowment
3: all about a name that people want to carry around with them absolutely and you know what buck you have just given me a great idea i believe i'm going to be starting that petition myself today let us change the name of yale i firmly believe it is our goal as conservatives to burn down america's university system let us start with yale i'm happy to lead the movement
5: yeah, you know, they changed the name at uh, of, uh, I believe it was Calhoun Dormitory for John Calhoun um, because of his association with the uh, slaveholding South. And they refuse to even entertain the notion of changing the name of their university. There are streets, the more people dig into this, the more they'll find out that there are streets. There are in fact states that will have names that will not survive this, this purge of, of our history. So, you know, when people thought that they could feed the crocodile, so to speak, with this mob and hope that it was going to eat them last, uh, I think they've realized they've already run out of stuff to feed the crocodile. Now it's coming for everything and everyone. So we have two
3: choices, get eaten or stand up and say, uh, you're not going to pull this crap anymore. Buck, I am extremely frustrated with our own side, if you even want to call them that. I am in no way shocked that leftists are disgusting human beings who want to rip apart America's history. They hate the country, always have. This is not new information at all to anybody paying attention. So I actually don't even blame the leftists for being a disgusting scourge on our society. I am, however, very, very frustrated with people on our side at every single level who are either unable to be smart enough to see what is clearly happening or uh, what I think is the case, too scared of their own shadow to actually do something about it.
5: So what I, what I see happening, Jesse, and this is, this is very much a, uh, an extension, I think, of, of your feelings on this, and you know, for a long time, right, uh, for a long time, you know, almost four years, Trump has been the guy in the bar that effectively like wastes anybody who stands up to him and most of the conservative movement have been all those guys standing behind that guy in the bar like yeah get him <laughs> that's really what we've been you know that's what, what we've been dealing with and now all of a sudden Trump is kind of standing aside i'm not saying he's given up i'm not saying he's not fighting but he's not laying haymakers on everybody who's who's uh, deciding to get a little too mouthy at the bar if you know what I mean. And you're seeing a lot of conservatives who all of a sudden are like, "Whoa, I don't want to I don't want to get into a bar fight." That's kind of that's kind of rough. You know, people get hurt
3: in those things. So we're seeing who, we're seeing who people really are. That is such a great way to put that. My question though, Buck, is Why is Trump stepping aside? Look, it's not defensible. And everybody knows I've defended the man a thousand times. Going to vote for him again. His conduct over this past three months sucks. It's been scared. He almost, I mean, dare I say it? He looks half the time like he doesn't even want the job anymore. What's happening?
5: I think they finally, with all of their different schemes and hysteria and and mob mentality, I think they finally wore him down. Uh, and, and without his connection to the people, without being able to go to rallies and see 20,000 people screaming for Trump and for the movement and for what he represents, I think he's just gotten a little down, man. Like I think Trump has lost a little bit of his mojo in the last few weeks. That said, I also believe slash am hopeful that once he gets these rallies going again, the movement will be energized. He'll be able to dictate the news cycle in terms of the politics, what we're talking about. And as long as he is an adamant warrior against lockdown 2.0, which we both know is coming, and thank you, Jesse, for for holding the line on the lockdown insanity as long as you have, as early as you have. As long as he, he holds the line on that one, I think he's got a real shot. If he caves on that again, and if he doesn't go back to the Trump that we know, it, it's all over man. we're We're gonna have we're gonna have Joe Biden, the puppet of the left doing whatever you know they might as well have him as like a little ventriloquist dummy for the hard left of the party that now determines everything.
3: Buck Sexton of the Buck Sexton Show. Thank you so much. Enjoy your weekend, my friend. I appreciate you very much. All right, we are not quite finished yet, everybody. Hang on. Well, we have to remember to laugh now and then, and you do have to appreciate the irony of all these Democrats blasting away at this statue and that painting when... It was the democrats it was pretty much all democrats people talk about racism and racism um the kkk was the weaponized arm of the democrat party that's not just political talking points that's reality and nancy pelosi's of course been queen panda all over the news recently talking about removing this statue and removing that statue and they're all democrats that's the best part so somebody decided to make a great spoof of it
7: Hey suck. yeah? Am I the queen? Yeah, you're the queen! Uh, and the queen can do whatever she wants, right? Of course you can do whatever you want! You're the queen! And you're my b- right? Yeah, I'm your b- Yeah, that's right! You do what I say, and you make me laugh, b- I will! I watch all of these pictures! Take us out immediately! what pictures? What pictures? Robert? What, what pictures? How James Two of us Never Democrat! Two of no, Those are all Democrats! Yeah. Yes, Diddles! What's, what's a Democrat? You hear me? I'm just we! Alright, sorry. sorry! i Okay, okay. All right, I'm gonna take a down. I'm yes, sorry. Ma'am. Sorry, sorry about that. Sorry. sorry, sorry. You like with that? Off with your hands! Oh, what about the anti-leeching law? I'm talking about the statue, Kamala. Oh, alright! Yeah, oh, sorry about that. We gotta erase any evidence that we had any ties to the Confederacy. Oh, that's a, a good, good idea! What about your dad? Didn't he have something to do with a confederate statue? My father was extinct! What about your amazing eulogy to the KKK's grand wizard? it from history! People are gonna wonder why you didn't take the pictures and statues down in 2007! Khalilic from history! What about the name Democrat? Shouldn't we change that? No! We will never change that! We are Democrats for life!
3: That's probably the dumbest thing we're ever going to show you ever on this show. However, it still made me laugh. All right. We're going to do it again. See you. You know, your house smells. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. My house smells too. I'm not, I'm not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home, but just time
0: for more details.